but yet the perfect kick lined it up even better than I originally had it. So I'm like, so I'm like fuck yeah. Alright. <laughs> Happy accidents. Works. I can take that. Alright, gonna fade to black. Ooh yeah. Ready video recording. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to air in three, two. What's up everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and as usual, on my left is my co-host, Adrian, and of course, sitting in technical control room is our main man, Michael Cards. It's spook season! (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! Yeah, it's finally here! We have our special Halloween episode, and tonight's topic... Mostly going to be led by Adrian because yep. he's the master of all the history. Of this is we're going to be going over the whole history of horror. Mm-hmm. Well, the main points. The main points. If I go through the whole the history, point. we're going to be there for about another like five hours. <laughs> That's going to be a docu series. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, we need like five parter. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I might do it. Maybe. No, we'll no, 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 uh, no, we'll no. no. We don't need that. We're going to contain this all into a single episode and then move on with our lives. Because I think Michael's already tired of this whole Halloween shit. I'm just ready for some fucking jolliness. You know? <laughs> like, I want that. I want that so bad. Are I'm you trying go- to fucking skip over Thanksgiving? <sighs> Look, Christmas starts when Thanksgiving starts. <laughs> okay. As soon as the ornaments go up for sale at Lowe's. At Home Depot. They go up at sale mid-August sometimes. That's when you know it's getting close. That's when I <laughs> like, know like, it's around the corner. They even try to skip over October and Halloween by getting shit in the stores for Christmas like early September. Look, I'll, I'll stick around to watch Hocus Pocus on Disney. <laughs> but then after that, nah, I'm out. Dude, okay. You're so afraid of watching some Disney movies. Come okay. On. <laughs> Disney. Don't Look Under the Bed is still terrifying. <laughs> All right. It was pretty fucking scary. It's pretty fucking racist, too. <laughs> yes, that was the horror of it. Because racism <laughs> is scary. <laughs> Nothing's more scary than prejudice. That's the one with the uh, black boogeyman, right? Yes. And, and like break when, dancing and shit like that. the black yes. guy becomes the boogeyman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, they knew. But yeah, so like we said before, tonight's topic is covering over the whole history of horror. So we're going to start from... Pretty much the very beginning when horror started first coming into the film industry, right, Adrian? Yes. Many, many moons ago. <laughs> many moons. Let, me, let me get that swivel effect. Yeah. You know? Let me just get that just to, uh, over to Anthony. Oh, no, that was just the yeah. slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have like the whole rainbow and post just many moons many, ago. Many, right? Just sparkle. like just waving. You're right. <laughs> All right. So, how did horror first start, Adrian? 19, no, 19, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 1896. 1896. Damn. Wow. 18, That's... yes, in France. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Yeah. I should have wrote it out, but didn't. It was a Georges El... Miliere movie. Yeah. La Manure, Manure de Diable. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to speak French. Sorry, people. The, uh, the House uh, of the I, Devil, right? Yes, The House of the Devil. I apologize for anyone. Wow. <laughs> that was really the title? Holy, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, yes. Okay, it's a three-minute film, which at the time was extremely lengthy yeah. because most of them were about 40 seconds. Yeah. This was filmed using the effects where, you know, essentially ghost, the appearing effects where he would stand still where they were filming, stop it while he's standing still, mm-hmm. bring something in place, then continue filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old stop-motion shooting. Yes. Well, yeah, and well, then they would, they would cut the reel. 
Yeah. Or whatever. Or they would keep filming and then move a person inward or outward. Yeah. And then they just refilmed again. And then the person would just come in, cut the film parts where there was filmed yeah. of them removing, and then just tape them back together. Now, I don't know. Because, I mean, they like right, there's the clip right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find like actual any like reviews, like legit, like actual like testimonials. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like interviews or yeah. anything having to do with the actual no, movie. They say, I mean, they claim like, oh, people were amazed. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, at its time, you're you're talking about, I don't know. Here oh, we go. look at this. Okay, a bat. All right. Yeah. Simple, on string. Okay. And then jumped in. Yeah, yeah. just jumps. Okay. okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that'd be pretty astonishing at the I, time. I, like I said, it's I like, guess at the time, like, whoa. Like, I guess that's like, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Talking, I mean, like, the fluidness as well of him, like, being able to cast yeah. and yes. get pretty like, damn close to in the same spot. I mean, I'm pretty sure the concept of this was new because this was even before mise-en-scene or like even creating a montage, which people don't know those terms is film terms. Mise-en-scene is basically constructing your set to look like a certain way so your actors can move around and flows with the scene. Yeah. And then a montage most people don't know is back then when you made a movie or something, you didn't have like a scene cut to another angle, scene cut to another angle. You shot like one sh- you like shot your, like one giant you, you one did shot. One giant one shot. Your camera's on a tripod, and then your actors will be like this shot, just moving around the scene in one single shot. Yeah. So this is something like I can understand this was really new and like crazy to people back then, because back then all people thought about is you shoot your film on one film reel and you just let it film roll and then you put that into theaters they didn't think about actually cutting the film yeah and actually splicing it with a different shot to make effects that wasn't yeah. you know this was new back then for that i yes. mean like to have a simple shot such as like this an extreme wide and also another angle of like an extreme close-up was like holy, holy yeah, crap yeah. that's that's amazing like mm-hmm. that's that's ingenuity at its finest for those I of you it. who want to see the first film ever to use montage you should look up battleship botankum Mm-hmm. It's I'm pretty sure it's an old Russian film, but it is one of the first films to ever use actual montage, which is funny because <sighs> gangster movie. It's a classic gangster movie that people really do like. Who's in it? Kevin Costner's in it. The scene where basically they have the shootout on the staircase and the baby is going oh, down the stroller. Um, oh my god. The the Untouchables. No, sorry, that's Untouchables. Yes, yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That scene was taken from Battleship Book Taken. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they are inspired by that scene too. So I'll definitely tell anyone watch that. It's it's not a long movie or anything, but it's like one of those first films we said like, yeah, let's cut the camera and move it somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. But going back into the whole, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, this <laughs> we, was the first we digress. Yeah. This was like the quote unquote horror movie. Let's just yeah. Say that. The first quote unquote horror. Yeah. yeah but because it dealt with supernatural, so technically falls into horror. I doubt anyone was scared. Yeah. But then again, I do not know. This is such new technology. Maybe someone crapped their pants. <laughs> bring, bring that right. mic in a little well, bit Well, it's funny, though, because oh, yeah, you say that, too. There you go. You know how we always hear those people like, hey, when this first came out, like people panicked and had heart attacks in the theaters. Yeah. I always think whether that's like over-traumatized or not. Well, I, I like to kind of think as well, like you think it's similar to those, uh, uh, you think it's like, oh, paranormal activity, and it shows the audience where it's like, Oh, some audiences couldn't even stand. Some walked out. Yeah. Some even threw up. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, really? Did they? 
Did they really? And Did then they? you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, that's how like, I feel. I, like, I can see it spooky, but I don't see like, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. See, that's how I feel like with the classic ones. Like, were people that terrified watching a train come at them for the first time? Like, you see like when they talk about the train story? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Like I said, we got testimonials, but again, we never know. Never know yeah. with those. Okay. Yeah. Now for number two, yeah. the second horror movie ever made mm-hmm. was a remake of the first one. <laughs> the very god damn it so you see rem- everyone hey, everyone listen to this remakes have been instilled in filmmaking since the beginning yes so the second movie was made was called the haunted castle or i'm not pronouncing the the, the uh lash let's i'm not pronouncing now screw it do you have it up right there what le chateau hante i think there that's what that's yeah yeah so try the, the gray haunted- stuff it's delicious it's the same thing they really, re- all they did is just another director made the movie. That's okay. So, so anytime someone says like, why they got to remake stuff, bro, it's just the beginning. We've always been doing remaking shit. It's, yes. it's instilled. <laughs> <laughs> it's instilled in the industry, man. <laughs> yeah. And all, all it took is one year. That's all it took. Wow. One year. Now my theory behind it, because I mean, they just say it came out, but my theory behind it is just that they, this was sent for the U S uh, so I'm assuming some, you know, someone made it, brought it to the U.S. and it was shown here because the mm-hmm. other one was shown in France and yeah. uh, in Europe. Yeah. So it's possible they just that's how they distributed it. I'm not sure. Do you think maybe because like the French, uh, French standard of filmmaking and then the American standard of filmmaking was different then, so they made one. It looks almost. I don't say it looks identical. They used very similar uh, techniques. Okay. I mean, you got to remember there wasn't that many filmmakers back then. Yeah. And. Uh, the concept of shared ideas wasn't as widespread. So you got shared ideas, but it took a long time for those ideas to reach to other markets. Yeah. Mm. So it's one of those things like that's why you had such a huge delay with like the Japanese filmmaking entering mm-hmm. into American theater. So when people were watching these old Japanese films like in the 50s and 60s, they were already making those films like in the early 20s and stuff. So, you know, there's like the old, you know, long translation. So that's why it's weird for this one to already have its remake immediately a year after. Yeah. But that's what I found in the 1880s. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Moving into the early 20th century. Yeah. Now we're going to the 20th century, the 1900s. Ooh, beginning. Which 1908, Mm -hmm. the first movie that was from an adaptation from a book was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ah, classic. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that one. Otis Turner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the entire thing. I'm like, okay. Don't yeah. we have that one too? Yes. Yeah, in the, our classic collection. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw it. I looked at it. I'm like, I need to see that. I see, I've seen like glimpses. Yeah. Glimpses of it, but I've never sat down and watched Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Not. Maybe it was great in that standard. <laughs> that time was like, I, I like to put like different eras had different standards. Yeah. So I try to see it from their point of view, but uh, it's very like I mean, slow. I've seen the Spencer Tracy version of Doctor Jekyll and Mr Hyde, but yeah, I've, I've seen never that seen. One. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen the actual first original. First, it's real slow. It's a real slow. Uh, I have never read the book itself, so I'm not sure if it's like a direct translation or. If okay, it's, the book is interesting. The book is very fascinating. Or maybe because of the lack of the technology, or I'm not sure. But it's it's an okay movie, not the greatest. How long is it? Um, uh, like. 40 minutes, I think. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I have to look. I didn't see that part. 40. Wow. No, no. It's got to be less. Because that's a pretty lengthy movie. Um, 40 it minutes. It was 1908, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because if it's 40 minutes, that's no, uh no, it's that's quite of, a transition from like three minutes all the way up to like 40. 16 minutes. Oh, one yeah, round. oh yeah. okay. 16 minutes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I've seen the other one. Yeah. That's still pretty lengthy. That's, that's, that's a pretty, pretty lengthy. That's, that's pretty lengthy. lengthy. One like reel. A, it was all one reel. Yeah. That's like a full length feature film right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then, okay, moving on. 1910, the first sci fi horror, Frankenstein. Okay. Okay. Now okay. we're getting. Now we're getting... going to the territory that we know of. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these are like the first original ones, right? Yes, before they started, before it was Universal's yes. property, which right? Most people, yeah. yeah. Which most people nowadays knows, you know, see the, uh, you know, the the five Universal monsters. Yeah, yeah. They're they're aware of those, but no, they had a long standing. They had history. a long history beforehand. Frankenstein. I think everyone at least gets the understanding. Frankenstein was predated before universal and yes. you know all that stuff but yeah. i don't think people realize that with also like wolf man the you know mummy. the invisible man a mummy mummy the mummy yeah I mean, oh, he yeah. sold yeah the invisible man and then you had one more was it the creature of the black lagoon no that was later on that was yeah that's uh, like i think that was actual oh, like first oh film. dracula i'm talking dracula yeah, yeah dracula How can yeah that, <laughs> yeah it's one of the heavy hitters yeah you know yes. the, the five heavy hitter monster movies yeah. of universal yes. so i think everyone kind of has already uh, or at least a good amount of people are, are aware that Universal is the one of the beginning makers of monster films. The monster, so, kind of like a monster verse, kind of like a whole. The very first mm-hmm. monster verse. So you can say like universe, basically like the early like 1910s to the early 1900s. That's where they're starting to really get into like monster movies, yes, right? Yes, monster yeah. movies. Uh, 1911, we got the Dancing's Inferno. Okay, the uh, comedy. Lefer- yeah. Leferno. Leferno. Mm-hmm. And so Not what kind of, what era is... Dante's Inferno. What type of horror is that? We, we obviously have the it's, monster movies. Yes, that one is more adaptation of the book itself. Yeah, I uh, think this is where we're getting to the time period where they're realizing they can take book adaptations yes. and start making it into films. Okay. So I think this is really where like adaptations first came to be. Film adaptations was like the early 1900s. Yeah, because it was easy. I mean, I don't want to say they were lazy by not using original ideas, but it's again, it's like our era where it's easier to use something recognized. Mm. And you got audience coming well, in. Well, no, this is a whole completely different thing because you got to remember that filmmaking wasn't something completely old. It's still newish. Yeah. So trying to create a new story and tell people to come to a movie theater yeah. with a lot of people back then still even hadn't seen a movie. Yeah. That's a tough thing to have people do when you can tell people, hey, remember that book you read? Yeah. Come watch this in the actual movie. I mean, now. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean by that. I mean, yeah. like, it's just that it's a familiar property that people, you know. Yeah everyone knows of now what's interesting about this one the inferno was it came out in 1911 and to this day it's considered the best adaptation really really yes wow and there's been movies made since then and they just have still, not been able to live up to the scale yeah they haven't been live up to the scale of the movie itself which i've seen clips of it and i could tell you yeah i could tell you why it's that good because it follows the book pretty yeah, it follows the book and everything yeah but i mean it's like i'm a huge fan of the inferno yeah and it See, does follow pretty close because other ones try to take liberties with it and just doesn't really work that well. Yeah. See, this is what I think is like when it comes to like any of like the divine comedies or anything, I would so love to do that, but I'll need to go hardcore on those fucking oh, yeah, visuals. No, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we got next the famous one, Nosferatu. Oh, 1922. Nosferatu. Now we're okay. moving to the 20s. Going to the 20s now. Okay. Yes. Nosferatu is pretty creepy. Yeah. So how did Nosferatu become a thing? Well... This is where we get into interesting territory. Nosferatu was made, was heavily, 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 heavily inspired 
by Bram Stoker's Dragon. Oh, no shit. No yeah. shit. Come on. They just changed names around and locations. Was this like a licensing issue or? Yes, because oh, yeah. it was, a, it was, what I could find was this was the first movie that had a copyright problem. Um, so we're finally getting to the first copyright issue. Yes. And, okay. Uh, copyright lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, it was unauthorized and unofficial adapt- uh, um, adaptation. Mm-hmm. And the family sued uh, over the adaptation. Wow. They won that lawsuit. But unlike today, where you know you get money out of it, what they wanted was the film destroyed. So they actually thought they destroyed all copies of Nosferatu. But a couple uh, survived. Yes, a couple well, survived okay. over the years have come out. I think in the 1950s, I believe. I got to double check that one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm it, assuming like the, the right. It was more recent. Okay. It was not that far where we found, you know, we got. We found the actual footage. Yes. Yeah. So they were supposed to destroy it all. Yes. It was supposed to be destroyed, gone, thro- uh, actually burned. That's what actually they're supposed to do. Wow. They're supposed to burn them all. So for a moment, we almost lost one of the first vampire movies. Wow. Have you guys seen Nosferatu? Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, I've seen it. It's not terrifying. Have you seen? But I mean, come on, that famous shot of him in the doorway. You gotta admit, that's pretty damn terrifying. for the time it oh, came yes. out. No, I'm not even saying it's scary. I'm just gonna put it on a hold. It's fucking lighting, staging, and how it set up its lights where it costs those elongated yes. shadows. Yes, I do get with Michael saying with some of those visuals. It just it's, really yeah 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 it's because because he, he lingers on the screen for a short time, kind yeah. of slowly moving. It, it makes it look as if like that it's uh the monster is giant, you know, like the like the fear is yeah. huge. See, I would love to see Nosferatu remade, done right, but with like the same style of lighting to like There's, make them really th- seem stretched out and elongated. I, what I've seen so far is apparently it's always been like in production hell. Like it's always some company deciding to make <laughs> want to do it. And- yeah, because it is a uh, public domain. That's for too. Yeah, it's pop, yeah. So it's anyone can do it. Anyone can do it, but to I, make a good one, yeah, yeah to make someone's so making a good one. That's all it is. Do you think it's just mostly about like the intimidation of like, oh, what if it doesn't live up to like the original, and so yeah, they just it's, stop? It's you, at yeah. the end of the day, you got to deal with a vampire movie. That's what it is, and it's. I don't know. It's maybe it's because people don't want to make vampire movies, or I mean, if you want to pull them up and and, and just kind of show, yeah, them yeah, I'll fun. show, I'll show. Yeah, there's a poster, right? Uh, there's poster and screenshot. Yeah. Okay. There, okay. Yeah. I see. Right there is Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. See, dude, this see? could be done right. It'd be made re scary again. Just see, that's pretty fucking scary. Fix it's, up that. I, I yes. Dude, I that's pretty freaking terrifying. Yeah, like you could do that real yeah. well. Yes, I can. think if you get rid of the the fangs, the buck okay, the buck teeth fangs. Yeah, the buck teeth fangs need to go. But everything else, and like I said, if you make him. Feel like he's like seven, eight feet tall and really lanky and skinny by with like a lot of over, like the putting the lights up and overcasting yeah. the shadows. It could be if you can yeah. shrink. Uh, no, like no. what they did with um, what was it like Citizen Kane? Yeah, yeah. Like they they just made they made the the room itself and everything else around no, it. I got like even better. Just smaller. Yeah. No, I got even better. The guy, the actor who plays um, the the crooked man on the uh, oh him yes yeah yeah he on, could definitely um, pull. The con- this country, right? Yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, him? Oh, yeah, too. he could definitely play Nosferatu. Yeah. I would say I would still want him, but I would still want that same technique of Citizen yeah. King. No, where you still need that technique. It's yeah. like that, yeah. um, the optical illusion, I guess, of making things smaller yeah. to make himself even more gigantic. Because I would definitely you know? say at least Nosferatu, like 30 to 40% of the scariness that comes from is the lighting. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I, I would definitely see that. 
Oh, yeah. I, I definitely want to see Nosferatu come back. Now. Then we have the first Universal Monster. Okay. So 1923. Well, we're getting to Universal. Right. Yes. Okay. Now With we're the starting. Hunchback of Notre Dame or Dame. I forgot that really? was horror. I forgot yes, that, that was, was the horror. very first one. Wow. I, totally, I keep I, forgetting yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Hunchback of Notre, yeah. yeah. Notre Dame. That was the very first of the whole Universal Monsters. Okay. Wow. Mm. I would not have expected that. Yeah. Lon Chaney, which is he's like uh, uh horror master. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of the, out of the originals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney made a, you know, a friendly one. <laughs> it was like, that was just misunderstood. Semi-friendly. He was misunderstood. It was it, a lot friendlier than It original. was a lot friendlier, yes. But then it dealt with the whole, I mean, we're going to get that later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1925, mm-hmm. the second one, The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, ah, there we go. This. Okay, yes. now he was a pretty creepy looking one too. Yes, now this one is, some people make, uh, they have the once the unmasking scene. The jump yes. scare, yeah. yeah yes, okay. some okay. considered it the first jump scare. Yeah, I'll, I'll, consider, I'll consider that. I would yeah. say half. 30 seconds in. It was, it was, it was 30 seconds? Yes. Is it, more of a sh- is it more of a jump scare or is it more of a shock? It's a shock, but some consider jump scare because... Again, it's one of those stories that supposedly Ooh. people fainted. It's weird because I'm, oh, okay, I get that. Because mm-hmm. you've never seen something so, like, yeah. grotesque. Yes, know? which the technique he did was he pulled his lips back. Uh, with tape. Uh, yes, with tape, it was. He pulled tape. his lips, oh no, he pulled his lips back, or his mouth, the corner of his mouth back, mm-hmm. and as well as, like, he uh, taped down the corner of his eyes. I remember that. I remember that technique uh, was mentioned. And there was no actual like stop and shooting technique, right? For this no. one, there was no, no stop shooting. It was just kind of straightforward. Oh man, I why this thing's yeah, it's taking so long to load it up? It shows a, a photo, but it doesn't go any further. <laughs> but it's not the same with the it's photo. It's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. You gotta, you gotta feel, you gotta feel that intenseness when she removes the mask. I think the graininess of the certain film that they use as well also kind of plays into that effect. Because what, like what, yeah, what do you mean by that? Like, but just look at the film itself, like the film reel, mm-hmm. the type of uh, because you instead of like the normal black and white, look at its tint. Oh, we're talking about like that sepia tone. Yes, yeah, that sepia tone. Yeah, yeah, it does play on it. Actually, it does work. Yeah, um, because if it was black and white, I think it would honestly be too brightly lit. I and mean, I, it's very. I mean, it's it's the same technique like for. Uh, what's a show called? Uh, the Adams Family. Mm. Uh, it was shot black and white, mm-hmm. uh, and the sets were actually pink, like the house is pink, like brightly colored. Oh, huh, fascinating! Yeah. So, oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So that way, the, it makes the the black marks. So in black and white, mm-hmm. it makes those black spots uh, darker. Yeah. Like it, it makes them much more noticeable. I'm not sure that was intentional, but. I can probably kind of see yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't well, think I this is going to be, oh, yeah. But there's a, it's not going to be what? pulling up, but we'll have the link for uh, everyone uh, to watch you it. You can pull up the poster, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the poster pull. for that, too. All right. Yeah. It, on the same page. I guess that'll work. Right next to it. Oh. I guess. We'll have the link up for everyone to watch that. It's 30 seconds oh, in. It doesn't even show yeah. anything. But it's just that. That's the I, original yeah, poster. Yeah, so here's the original poster. Okay. Okay. So, all right. The next one, 1923. Oh, no, sorry. 1928. The Man Who Laughs which was a huge inspiration for anybody that watches any Batman. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. Now, anybody who ever watches any Batman ever will recognize this man as like the the inspiration of the Joker. Boom. There right. he oh, is. Oh shit. Look at yes. that. Fucking A. Yep. See, look at how can you not draw inspiration from how that? How can you not? That's just, that is creepy. Oh. Yes. That is so much creepier than Bucktooth Nosferatu. <laughs> 
it's like a how do you describe it? It's almost like a dis a dissociation from humanity, yes, from yeah. sanity. But at the same time, it's like a connection to that insanity. Like that is this insanity is this person's normal sanity. Uh, it's so unsettling just looking at that yeah. face too. But yeah, definitely. What year was this one too? 1928. 28. Is there yeah. any footage at all from that one or no? No, I just, I just have the movie poster from it. Damn it. Um, no way. That's pretty freaking creepy. That is real creepy. God. Anybody who ever gets a chance, man. Like, oh, that's right. They kept his uh his mouth covered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through the majority of the movie. Yeah. And and it was because that smile was uncontrollable. Yeah. Yes. That's right. God, that's it's so creepy. I, th- I think it's the the mystery, the mystery behind it, the mystery yeah. behind it, and then the reveal, which is that shocking exposure. Um, that kind of is like the gimmick for. Well, that should be the gimmick for any horror films. There yeah. should be that mystery before you actually reveal whoever it is that you're trying to reveal because yeah. it makes it more terrifying. Yeah, yes. that's why it's like when we get later on because we're gonna get into like the 60s and 70s, the slasher films were you know doing that. Yes. you know from the perspective of the killer. Let's see who are where are we at? Oh, the 1930s now. Mm. Now oh, we move to on theaters? to so something that more people are familiar with, which is the Universal Monsters. So that's when that was their era. Okay, so okay. that's when sound came in. Mm-hmm. So now they're able to sync up sound to the movie itself. Yep. So they actually had, you know, the talkies, the talkies. Yes. Mm. They had Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, visible man, visible man, uh, King Kong, the bride, the bride of Frankenstein, the werewolf of London. And that's all in a five year period, four year, sorry, four year period. Four, wow. Yeah. From so 1931. Hard with yeah, these. They pumped out hard with yeah. it. 1931 to 1935 was Dude. the whole monster eras. Okay. Yes. And of course, you know, also stop motion came in place, which was already being used, but that was the first time for King Kong. Yeah. Um, Now, was this something where, do you think they had like all these films lined up and then when talking started becoming thing, they're like, yeah, now we got something to produce with these? Or were they just like Coke Field out there just like, yeah, you know, Bride of Ferguson, fuck it. Yeah, Wolfman, fuck it. I think this was the time where... uh when you had something successful, you mm. squeezed the hell out of that lemon, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it was because it was popular. So they started just, you know, they knew. They like oversaturated said, the Yeah, hell was out this of like it. the start where we started getting like the sequels of them or was that later on? Later on was the sequels. The next era was the sequels. Okay. Okay. But this first was the whole original, which, you know, like I said, like obviously we said Frankenstein directly already existed beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Universal bought them back. Um, now they brought Frankenstein, which technically was the first sequel right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Werewolf in London was the first uh, wolf, but that was not the Wolfman that we know of. That yeah. was a whole different, beast. a whole different, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. As well, what's interesting about this era was 1932 came out. Freaks was a circus uh, movie, which would not be okay by today's standards because it deals with people's deformities. Uh, but it this is why people would know this one. It was a huge inspiration for the fourth season of American Horror Story, uh, Freak Show. Okay. Oh. It deals a lot with this. A lot of that. So if you were to watch, go online and watch it, you'll see huge uh, comparisons to uh, uh, Freak Show. Okay. Which is, I, honestly, I thought it was pretty cool. That they did that. I gave up on Freak Show. That's That was like the one that made me stop watching America Horror Story. I'm still into it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, how? You need to I don't watch know some, how. I don't know how. 
Michael, you need to start watching it. Nah, I'm good. Watch the first season, and that's pretty much it. I've jumped in and out every now and again. No, Asylum. Yeah. I think you should watch Asylum. That no. No. I know, actually, she's watching what's the latest one. It's like about vampires and aliens or something like that. At this point, it's... Oh, uh, yeah, it's Sorry. weird. I, I see the thumbnail all the time. And it's like a vampire and alien making out with each other. It's like basically like a pill. <sighs> it's a pill that's no, like... No, oh. no, that's a, a American Horror Stories. That's the... Uh, that's, I think, it's like the spinoff okay. of the American Horror Story. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm so, like, lost with all those ones. They keep pumping them out. It's, yeah, it's all the same. It, it really is all the same. All right. Same all right. Now we're moving right. on to the 1940s. Now, what's great about this era is the start of psychological horror. Psychological horror? Yes. Now, this was the start of it. Not necessarily the, the, uh, the one that set it off, but mm. that's where it kind of started. Because of censorship. Censorship. Mm, what? Yeah. yeah. During this era, um, this was post, uh, post-Great post War, mm-hmm. World War One, And it was censored because of religious views. So anything seen supernatural was seen evil, seen okay. bad. So they censored any movies at that. Okay. So what came popular was Mad Scientist. Those mm. were set off that era, which yeah. you had Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, The Wolfman, mm-hmm. Cat People, Ghost of Frankenstein, um, of course, there are a few. Uh, this is also the era of of the sequels yeah. of the of the MonsterVerse. Mm-hmm. So as well, you got uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, Son of Dracula, and the awesome, the House of Frankenstein, aka uh. the Avengers of Monsters. <laughs> oh God! They had all the Universal monsters in one movie. So oh, wow. this was uh, fighting each other. I'm assuming. No, they were just in the movie together. Oh, and you get the invasion of the body snatchers, too. Yes. All right. Well, this is interesting, too, because this is the 40s, so this is around the time for World War II. Yeah. And a lot of these films that came out, it was kind of like trying to point at, like, hey, foreigners are kind of scary. Yeah. (laughs) Which that was kind of a thing with... I mean, you'll find it funny. A lot of the older, like, classic horror films... Like nowadays, when we try to think about horror, we try to think about like what's close to you to make you be afraid of that. Yeah. But back then, it was just like, yeah, anyone you don't know, fear for them. Any foreigner who is an American fear, like it had yeah. that huge gist of like what you don't know, you should be afraid of. Yeah, because a lot of these movies are based in Europe. Yeah, yeah. It's all about any place that's not America. And I think that was because they didn't want to show anything bad in America or something like that. Yeah, because I mean, none of these movies, like almost none of these movies, based in the U.S. Yeah, uh, they're all about it. something happened in a different country, a European country, or some other country with other people. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Oh, here it goes. Uh, man, that's okay. Uh, yeah, Diabol- diabolical bedelings mm-hmm. as well. Oh, here's another thing too. Uh, 1948 was the very first comedy horror. For what? Abbott ah. Costello meets Frankenstein. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was the first one? First one. First comedy okay. horror. Yeah. Um, not sure why they did it. I'm not sure why they made it, but people wanted it and people liked it. Because Alan Costello is extremely popular. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess you mix properties together, you gotta Yeah, it works. Because he, he meets Frankenstein, but I think he also meets uh, the, all the universal monsters along with it. Okay. He meets the mummy too. Yeah. 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 Now we get into the very interesting era. Is this the start 50s. of the actual horror as that we know of? This is like where it starts becoming, t- this is where horror actually crossed into American territory, right? Yes. Where it's actually like now 
anything bad that happens in these horror films, it happens in America. Yes. Now it's because, like I said, it's before it's about foreigners. Yeah. About you know other people from unknown places. Now they're scary. Now yeah. it's more about what's in your own backyard that could get you. Mm. Uh, you know your home, your workplace. Mm-hmm. You know your school, wherever it may be. It's it's here, mm-hmm. and as well the whole like says expanding of technology because technology is on its rise. Yeah, this is um this is the round where nuke. Nuclear warfare started coming in, yes. so a lot of films in the 50s started reflecting on like, hey, that fallout from nuclear radiation creates a giant spider or, you know, yeah. creates Godzilla, you know, 1954, yes. Godzilla. Yeah, giant, but what makes giant, yeah. what makes this era really important yeah. was in 1952 was John Burstyn, Inc. versus mm. Wilson Supreme Court. Joseph Burstyn? Joseph Burstyn, that's what, Joe yeah. Burstyn, was extremely important because... Uh, they categorized films as free speech. So they were no longer being censored at this point. Okay. Uh, because beforehand, you know, it was, you know, if it was undeemed inappropriate, it would not be released or it would be destroyed. That's mm-hmm. it. And, or if they were being released, it was like underground mm-hmm. uh, theaters. Yeah. Even though we do get like another censorship that happens in films later on. <laughs> yes. But this, but this time it was considered free speech as yeah, for yeah. now you can't be prosecuted for making a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what was important. That's what it was. So you yes. can't just, yeah. But like I said, they played on the fears of monsters, not monsters, uh, just like just giant monsters. Everything was like almost like nuclear warfare or something or something irradiated or something had to affect something because of man-made fucking up shit. Yes. That is now we're getting killed for. Yeah. Like I said, Godzilla, 1950, 1954, the blob, the fly. All that. Uh, Then as well, the 1947 uh, Roswell incident. Mm. Which that's where we started getting the alien stuff yes, the too. Yes, brought all the alien stuff, the thing from the other world, uh, invasion of the body snatchers, yep. Plan Nine from outer space. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Now that's when it started bringing all that stuff because of you know people were scared of what's you know the unknown essentially still. Mm-hmm. Um, the sixties. Now this is where things get super interesting, mm-hmm. which I found out I was like, oh, I didn't realize this. Is the sixties where the I guess the hippie era, the whole free. Uh, the the sexual revolution, I guess. What's okay, it, what, yeah. What was it called exactly? I forgot what it's called. <sighs> the uh, I, I know what you're talking about, but it's like, yeah, it's almost it's almost like a sexual revolution there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's when it brought the whole, you know, nudity, uh nudity and violence was depicted in a whole brand new way because of this. Mm. Uh during this era. This is where we actually started getting with actual um like killers and slashers, right? Was that like the start, the sixties of the slasher era? Uh, it was no the the next era was the seventies for the 70s, slashers. Yeah. This was more about real world horror mm. and religious horror, that kind of stuff. Uh, so no longer like a giant alien or a giant like ant or spider. Now you're no, dealing with people, right? Yeah, because in the nineteen fifties, you know, anyone pretty much at this point it was like the whole uh. This was your parents' movies, the mm. monsters, yeah. were your parents' movies. And the teenagers at the time wanted something new. Yeah. So they got new movies with real world horror, uh, psylo- this was the whole uprising of psychological horror. Mm. So which before started, we had it before, but this is like, like actual, really dealing yes. and delving into psychological horror. So which we you had get- Psycho, The Innocents, mm-hmm. oh. The Birds, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby. <sighs> uh, it's basically cold cult scare. Yeah. The cults. Uh, yeah, we even started getting ones like uh, Night of the Living Dead too, right? Yes. Where 
that I, mean, I think that still like falls like I think that's still like fallout from the fifties. Like, hey, look what like radiation does to you. Yeah. Well, some of these bleed over a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they still deal with like the major issues that you mm-hmm. know they had to deal with. Because um, one thing I did notice that some bleed a little bit over and some fall behind. Well, that's any film. Yeah, any, any film. Yeah. But like Night of the Living Dead is still like considered, you know, one of the better zombie movies out there. It is one of the better zombie movies out there. That's yeah, you're right. I'm not gonna lie. To yeah, that. yeah. Think about yeah. all the zombie movies there are, and think about which ones really are good. Yeah, and it's not that many. It really isn't that many. I still fight people on Dawn of the Dead remake. I don't like that one, but a lot of people still do. So yeah. I'll still accept that one. Do they like it, or is it just different? No, it's it, no, like it, it. It's both. It's both. It is different. You start getting running zombies, but people really did like that one. I personally, I was like, eh, it's all right. But people really loved it. They only liked the titties at the end. <laughs> That's all. You get boobs at the you end. You get boobs don't, don't at tell, the end. So don't tell me, like, oh, yeah, it's just really revolutionary the way, you know, how it's shot and... You know, the, uh, no, the only revolution like, thing no, about you, it is you got running zombies, and yes. that's what got everyone. That was the gimmick for that movie that took everyone to the theaters to see it. Running zombies. And then you got boobs. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So it's like... I'm, no. uh, what I'm sure was, it was in the contract, like, they were going to put tits in there, and they're like, we forgot. <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> just like, throw tits on the end. But it was just like, it was dumb <laughs> i didn't like it night of the living dead was more terrifying to me not just because of like them moving but like the aspect of not only you had these people acting as zombies and some of them were just like doing their own thing yeah yeah well i also like the fact of closer like claustrophobic horror yeah. yeah so like when you had dawn of the dead and it was an entire fucking mall I was like, it yeah, eliminates I, that claustrophobic yeah, it eliminates that like, fear of like, you know, it's something so close can be around the corner from you. You're so secluded and trapped. I mean, you had the mom that was killed by her own zombie daughter in the basement with like the gardening shovel. Yeah, and I was like, dude, that was mm-hmm. yeah, that was hard to watch yeah. for. You. I was like, holy, it was intense. Shit. That movie, yeah. that whole movie is intense. Yeah, yeah. that's what I said. It played on a whole psychological horror because now it's putting you in a spot where, <laughs> you know. We have to kill a family member. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yep. The you- answer is yes. I would totally do it. One hundred percent. Be like, you're already dead. <laughs> but that's interesting. How like the sixties? I mean, that's like from the fifties to sixties. We moved away from monsters and moved on to people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, because people are the monsters. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Like, Who's the real monster? <laughs> Q Hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> Banging of a song. I'll play like fifteen seconds of that. You can't do shit about it. <laughs> No, Disney will. <laughs> they will. Disney will. Put, you pay three, two seconds of it, and they'll come down on us. <laughs> what about a millisecond? Yep. <laughs> Flagged. <laughs> Mickey Mouse will come down here and bitch slap yourself. <laughs> That's copyrighted. <laughs> All right. So moving into the seventies now, we are actually this. So this is the start for the slashers, right? This is the start mm-hmm. of the slashers because <sighs> you could blame. Let's see. Um, what was the first? Can we still say? Wasn't it like Halloween? Black Christmas? Kind of the first slasher film. I thought Halloween was. No, Halloween was later. Black Christmas came before. Yeah, Black Christmas would be the. the I I, I still count as Black Christmas being the first slasher. Yeah, I mean that'll be the slasher. Uh, but what really started this era was, which I again, I like the more I read it into, it's like wow, I didn't realize it had that. Cool. Was. Because the 60s were the whole party era of the hippie movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 70s, it's where it completely changed. Uh, the hippie movement is now gone. 
or at least was dying because of the Manson family. Uh, the California hippie dream was gone. The Beatles split. Uh, Jimi Hendrix died. It was just a bad time. People yeah. start, this is where Americans start realizing that they hate America. Yes. Nixon, uh, Vietnam. All that. Yes. It just, uh, it became the me decade. That's what mm -hmm. it became, what they call it as. Mm. Uh, because essentially, I guess people got selfish. And uh, so there's a whole turn of, of I guess, civil, not civilization, but a whole movement changed. Mm -hmm. So along, of course, when Film. that happens, films move with yeah. it. Any type of trends or popularity of stuff that happens in films that get changed, you always got to look at what happens in society, yes. which that's what we're doing now. <laughs> Now this is what this now gets super interesting yeah. was okay, the there are the different eras. What about monsters, uh, monsters, ghosts, whatever it was? Yeah. But now it changed from those being the scary thing to be the scary thing being inside your own house. Which these are the movies, like uh, things that scare you that come at your own house. Your own mother, The Brood. Your own father, The Shining. Your brother, Halloween. Sister, Alice, or Sweet Alice. Mm. Your husband, The Stepper Wives. A newborn, it's alive. A little boy, the demon. I'm oh, sorry, the omen. A preteen, the exorcist. So it really made you start thinking about your own family yes. and okay. the people you see your, the people you see in your life, but not really see them more often. Mm -hmm. Carrie. Okay. okay. So all these movies play on you know your own normal life. That you know, can you trust the person next to you? Sort of. Mm -hmm. I, I want to think about this. Is Carrie like one of those first films that really point out like, hey, this is the extremes of what bullying can do? I think it's I, more of like the extremes of like, careful who you bully because this girl may have like telekinetic powers and, and kill lose her shit. <laughs> and lose her shit. And just know that it's more scary than a kid with a gun. But a lot of the stuff does, like you said, it has to deal with taking the security away from your own home and you're from your own area. Like, especially with when you get to the movies like Halloween, that's, I think that's like one of the first time people actually started getting the concept of like a slasher in like a residential suburban neighborhood. Yeah. Um, also, this was considered a, sla a slasher era mm -hmm. because of color. This one, color was being um, brought in for horror movies. Okay. Uh, because beforehand, no, we had the quote unquote slashers like Psycho and Peeping Tom, mm -hmm. but they were all uh, black and white. Black and white. Yeah. So this is like the first time where horror films start getting colorized. Yes. Uh, which yeah, it took them so much longer than actual regular it, television. It did because, I mean, even to this day, horror is not taken seriously. Yeah. Um, they're just seen as a quick gimmick, mm -hmm. quick, uh, kick, uh, quick uh, cash quick, grab. Yeah. Uh, but even though like some of these are like, like iconic movies. But mm. at its time, whether it be made, they were not seen as iconic. They were just seen as movies. Yeah, That's just it. trying to get stuff. You could definitely tell by the production value and how these things are shot. A lot of these old classic slashers, they do have a sense of like, yeah, let's just get this shit shot and over with and then just get the project done and make our money off of it. Yeah. Not realizing that they kind of made like a hit. Yeah. I mean, were these films popular when they first came out? Yeah, they had a they had a good audience going. Yeah, they made money. Obviously, I mean they they still to this day still make money. Mm -hmm. um, but it was more about the shock. I guess the the shock value of going it, okay. the uh, the taboo of going to these movies kind of thing. Okay, um, because we always hear the the stereotypical you know the teenager sneak sneaking into theaters mm -hmm. that whole story we heard her entire life. Yeah, um, was very true. Was extremely true on that one. 
so yeah, it's man, it's like yeah, it's like I just still find it like really interesting how these things come about and how it's really starting to change over to like, hey, what's affected you? What's in your own background? What's in your own backyard? Yes. Who do you really know? And yeah. that was something that was affected by, especially like when you get to like Nixon, the whole Nixon era, and people just stop trusting the government, stop trusting people. You mm-hmm. can really see that reflect in the films where it's like, yeah, don't trust anyone. A yes. cautionary tale made Which, into horror. Yeah. Yes. Very, like uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. There goes one. You know, the hit the uh, you know, being stranded. Yeah. That's, you know, can you trust, you know, a stranger to help you out? Nope. No, you can't, apparently. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Uh, the Omen. Can you trust little boys? Nope. 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 Can't trust children ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Moral of the story. Yes. Uh, Hills yeah. have eyes. Don't can't trust mountains. Can't. <laughs> don't trust mountain people. Just don't, can't it. trust those hillbillies. <laughs> don't trust the desert. Yes. Don't trust the desert at all. <laughs> Halloween. Don't trust masks. <laughs> masks? I think I was don't trust your brother. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> don't trust your brother. Something there. There's something there. I know it's just something you're not supposed to do in Halloween. Yeah. But it's funny, like, yeah, I do I do enjoy like how the 70s really took the idea of who do you trust and just flips it on that. Yeah. But from the 70s, we move over to the 80s, which that's where I really get excited for. Because a lot of people talk about crazy technological advances you know and all the special effects and everything you know why i love the 80s so far so much so, this is where you start getting to coke field writing oh yes yeah oh yes. yeah yeah this is where it starts the coke field board meetings dude it's and you could tell by the projects and the shit they come up with what's an example of these of the- coke fueled board meetings into movies um, that's Getting about ten films in a Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. Oh yeah. Also, like this, <laughs> this era was the beginning of sequels. Oh the, no, franchising. This is the era of oh, franchising sorry, sorry, horror. Franchi- yeah, yes. yeah. The franchising of horror. This was the 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 era of it. I mean, this is where you started getting Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on. Well, Elm actually, Street, sorry, all that stuff. This is the era of a complete change in film altogether, because this era was a change for. Let's see. Franchising uh, was one major one. Mm-hmm. Uh, special effects. Uh, special effects. The villa, vis- uh, the visual, vis- man, I can't say the fucking word already. What? Uh, visualization. Oh, visualization. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of horror, which means the whole thing about tearing bodies apart, seeing blood, gore, sex, blood. all that stuff. Like yes. actually seeing it yes. happen seen, instead okay. of just being like a cutaway. Yes. Seeing slimy visceral on display. Okay. Not just like blood, but like have it slimy okay. coming down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the direct-to-video horror movies. <laughs> oh, that era, of those, yeah. the VHS era. So that was just direct-to-horror, mm-hmm. um, low-budget films. Mm. That was this era as well. So it's like a whole mash of like stuff that happened in one era, which mm-hmm. which we got a lot of great. You get a lot. Of, this is literally where you start to get the great classics. That's why I. I, I like the 80s because this is where you start getting the crazy fucking stories and people like, like I said, the Coke board meetings. So like, all right, get a fucking dude with a machete comes out of the lake and hacks people. There you go. We got a movie. Let's get 12 of those out. <laughs> That's how I feel a lot yeah. of these were. No, dude, I mean, like I said, you got prom night, mm-hmm. uh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we know the Evil Dead was a completely different story yeah. on that one. This is where you get like Halloween 2, which... 
completely changes up its entire formula yeah. to really tie into like, yeah, we could sell this as a fucking franchise. Like, what do we need in a horror film? Well, we need our main killer to be tanky. That's when Michael yes. Myers first started getting tanky. We need our victims to run about like a good three miles while the killer walks and they trip and the killer catches up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need a stupid amount of attempts on trying to and clever different ways on the killer killing people. Because that was the time where our Halloween too, you know, it wasn't just a simple kill the person with a knife and you move on. Now it's like, oh, we got a pitchfork. We got like a little pencil sharpener. Let's fade away, find a way to get someone killed by a pencil sharpener. <laughs> like this was a time where they were really trying to be very unique and clever with, mur I think they were more focused on the murders than the actual writing for a lot of these films. Dude, of course. Because a lot of the stuff was just showing off the special effects. Yeah. Do I mean like, uh, I mean, even though it's a good movie, like uh, The Thing. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love The Thing. Yeah. But obviously the effects, come on. Yeah, that, The Thing was literally nope. made for the effects. Yeah, because Absolutely. unfortunately no one talks about the story. That's the... the no, uh, people's, people's... Well, I'll put the, it this way. Yeah. If you bring up The Thing... People first, thing, first, first thing. will go about the effects. Yeah, yes. people. But... It is still, I will, I hold the thing oh, no. up to such a high regards that being one of the best horror films ever made. And a lot of people still agree, like, is the most profound, hard psychological horror you can think of. Yes. It is like the true meaning of psychological horror. Yeah, no, no. I'm not saying it's not a good movie, but I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that. Yeah, a lot of people do bring up the effects the first. The effects the very first thing, the story second. But how can you not talk about those effects, man? Of course, I mean, nothing holds up to those classic animatronics back then and the puppeteering. Oh, aliens, aliens, yeah. But I'm talking about like you get aliens and you get a bodysuit and you get cool looking ships. Yeah, who's thinking about, yeah, let's get a scene where they're gonna try to put they're gonna try to bring this guy back to life with the fucking shock paddles, and all of a sudden his chest is gonna open up to teeth and bite off this guy's arm. And then the dude's head is going to pop off. And then the head is going to sprout out arms like a little spider. Like, who thought about that? Cokefield. That's, That's not in the book. <laughs> that wasn't in the book. That was all cocaine. That's all cocaine. And I appreciate that. I got, I got one even better. What? The original Predator. <laughs> oh, wow. Was made in this era, so. Oh. That's on my and list. I right have here. such a hard time trying to convince myself Predator is a horror film. It's a me too. I'm it's not an like, action movie. It's an action. Yeah, it's an action movie. I, I see I, no horror I, elements in there. I put it on, it was on this list. It's on the list of every horror movie like website I've been to. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe because it has to do with aliens and you know something hunting a person, a human down. I guess it's, there's nothing scary about it. It's not horror. It's not. To, like I said, like I don't know why, but I guess just that aspect. Oh man. But let's just say, thank God they they James Cameron. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> You got to thank God James Cameron is the one that told them to change the, the alien. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear that story? No, no. Explain that to the audience. Ours. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to pull up the image of the original Predator. Okay. Uh, this will make a lot the story make a lot more sense. <laughs> the okay. They filmed the Predator. Predator. Yes. The, the Predator alien actually looked completely different. It's actually uh, Van Damme was in that costume. What the so, hell? Uh, this is... Yeah. No, this, no, no. Not that one. It's the pink one. The... The, the fluorescent, the to the right. What? When they compare it next to the Predators. This one? To or? the right, keep going. That one, right there. This one? Yes. <laughs> that was the original uh, Predator. 
The one on the right, the one left is obviously the one we see nowadays. Ooh. Yes. Okay. That's a that's a difference. That's a huge difference. Yes. Why would they go for Lobster Man in the first one? I don't know why. <laughs> they were, I guess we can do some kind of visual effect to it. But there, um, the director, I'm not sure it was the director or maybe the producer was on the flight yeah. with James Cameron. And he showed him it. Showed him the footage. And they said, it looks awful. You should actually make him a monster. Yeah. And he convinced them to do a monster that pretty much what we got. Okay. So, yeah. James Cameron. Help us out again. Like, I, I do appreciate the Predator design and costume and everything. Oh, no, I do. That's one, that's one of my favorite monsters. It's just, I don't see Predator as a horror. It's oh, no. so hard to look again, at as a horror movie. I agree with you. But it's on the list for for a reason. I'm not sure why, but it's there. <laughs> it's like it's on the list, man. <laughs> I mean, obviously the other horror movies that came out: The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, The uh, Reanimator, mm-hmm. uh, Evil Dead Two, Child's Play, Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah, that's when we started getting Child's Play and everything. Yep. Yeah, which was the whole. This was the whole. Uh, the I guess our version of movie monsters, mm. the slasher, mo- the slashers. Uh, yeah, so we got all those during this era. Okay, makes sense. But then you get those that sl- like slowly move into the '90s too, because there are some like '90s slasher ones that came out, right? Yes, but it was more about serial killers. Serial killers, okay. That was the more more go to for this point. Isn't now, it like slasher serial killer like the same thing? Sort of. But You're killing multiple people. Yeah, but it brings a real world monster kind of thing. Okay. Like for instance, Silence of the Lambs. You know, this is an actual person, uh, not an actual, okay, okay. not a creature from a, you know another dimension mm-hmm. or you know in your dreams, where it may be. You know, this is an actual person that could be you know down the street. Did uh, '90s have like a specific trend era, like all the others? You know, like '70s. You know, you get all like the crazy monster stuff, '80s coke field I, stuff. I try to link up like connections to each one. Mm-hmm. I see it by years, not by like dec- not like an entire decade of movies. Okay. This is more like I guess seasonal at this point, because you get like like uh, like the serial killers. Mm. You know, you got Signs of the Lambs, you got Misery, um, Scream, right? Scream was later on, okay. but like uh, Seven. Mm. You know, between the five years, nineteen from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety five, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of that real world killer. Yeah. Uh, then during the other half was more about it got into the whole I guess it tried to bring back the slashers sort of because then you got Scream 1996 yeah. I know what you did last summer again I don't know why Blade is on the list but Blade's on the list <laughs> oh Blade Blade Blade's not horror Blade is just Blade's Marvel action it's yeah. Marvel it's, it's Marvel action, yes yeah. No, I agree with you. Dude. Like I said, yeah. I'm like on this like I don't know why mm-hmm. these were on the list but they were on the list of horror and I think this is around the time where American audience started really investing into um asian horrors right yes yeah. which uh ring you yeah that's when we started to get like ringu uh i think juan was also 90s uh juan i should have them list i think i have it on here i nope i didn't get juan i feel like juan was also 90s too i believe so because i didn't come out back to back oh no 2002 oh, okay, okay yeah that was 2002 uh, okay yeah yeah um but this is the whole the, this was like the this era was, I would say, interesting because it got to like whole different types of horror, mm-hmm. which you got Candyman, which dealt with you know racism. Yeah. Um, let's see, Scream, which did the whole almost uh, meta, meta, but I can't say it's a parody. 
This one like gets Panda. really weird because this is all Wes Craven, by the way. Wes Craven's the one that started all this, like the meta. Yeah, the meta with, horror. Yeah. Yes, what he did with the new Nightmare, uh, Scream. Uh, in the uh, Mounts of Madness. Mount of Madness. It's just yeah. like, it's weird. Like, I guess he's the first one that started it. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's trying to prove a point that scary movies are odd, I guess. I'm not sure what he's trying to prove. I, he's trying to prove a point that I'm not getting. <laughs> I'll tell like, you that. What are you trying to tell me, Wes? Tell me. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I think it's more the fact that it's more picking apart and tearing down what is a horror movie. Yeah, we, I, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be that because, like I said, Mouth of Madness about being stuck. Because I don't know any other filmmaker who tried to really delve into like meta horror. Oh, no, he yeah. tried very hard for yeah. years before it. Before a new nightmare, he was already trying attempting it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, like I said, he's the only person who really is like, yeah, let's get really meta with this shit. I haven't really seen any other filmmaker who tried to do that with horror. Dude, it's like I said, I the more I go through every era trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets a little bit complicated. Sometimes it, like early on, it was pretty simple. As we go on, it gets a little bit more and more complicated. Nineties, two thousands, and to now is extremely complicated. Um, I feel like I mean. I feel like from like 90s to like now, we had like small eras. Like we didn't get full decades of trends, but we did get trends. Yeah, we got trends. But like I said, trying to fall, like the 90s was a little weird because it was all over the place. <sighs> I, I think that was just carry over from the Coke field. Binging, yeah. writing. Now they're, the Coke started, you know, lowing down. You know, they weren't as drugged up as much. Now they actually really have to use their brains and think about stories. Yeah, because, okay, here it goes. Like, for instance, like, 90, 91 was Misery, Signs of Lambs, ser- you know, Serial Killer, the first yeah, yeah. story. Good stuff, yeah. Yes. Uh, which carried on to, uh, let's see, 7, mm-hmm. 95, which dealt with the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Then you get into, like, 96, Scream. I know what you did last summer. You know, 96, 96 97. Blair Witch. Blair Witch was 99, mm-hmm. uh, which... Came with the whole copies of you know the found footage and yeah, yeah Blair Witch, the found footage film, not the very first one, not but the, the very first, but, but it's the the first and the the very first one to do viral marketing. Yeah, yeah, it was the very first because they did the whole thing, you know, go onto the website to hear the story of the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember as a kid, people being convinced this was an actual real movie. Like, no, I mean, sorry, this is actual found footage. <sighs> I remember even hearing this all the way into like 2010, 2012. People were like, no, it's a real thing. It oh, happened. Yeah. This stuck with people for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely say like the Blair Witch Project, as much as I don't like that movie, it changed the game of horror. Yes. It really was another game changer for the entire genre of horror. Yeah. I, great movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's not. I, it's, I, I, I watch at least once a year. It's I, not. It's so I just, boring. I love that movie. So Everyone. boring. So, so boring. Anyway, let's keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, this is this is funny because after that from the ring, oh, sorry, from the Blair Witch Project, you thought that they're going to go full on to the whole found footage, but that doesn't no. come until like years later. Years later. Early 2000s, we get a lot of the really, this is where I like to say it's the great shitty horror films. Yes. The 2000s got, I guess, I called it every comeback. Because this was pretty much no bullshit remakes of every fucking horror film. Mm. Every Vincent Price movie, yeah. every anything they could get the hold up, they try redoing it. Anything by Dark Castle, basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh what you had, you know, uh, let's see, we had The Ring, which was remade, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Grudge. Uh, those were the comebacks. 
then you have uh, torture goes. porn that came out too as well. Yeah. Uh, 2004, 2005, you got Hostel, Saw, Hostel. When did torture porn like come out? Like when did that really start? Was that because of Saw? Saw was a very, I think uh, that's what earliest I found was Saw okay. was being torture porn, um, which unfortunately came uh came with the whole political movement of during that era. I mean, that was the during the time with Iraq war, right? Yes. And, and the whole dealing with, you know, CIA and us torturing people, yeah, them the, torturing people, and the whole idea of torture got into uh, topics. Yeah. Yes, torture. And unfortunately, the whole, uh, what came out with Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that what stuff, kind yeah. of, unfortunately, kind of bled into the whole industry. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what we have. Then the late 2000s got weird because they brought back monsters uh, Cloverfield, mm-hmm. then your strangers, then the strangers, which your neighbors mm-hmm. or any stranger could come get you. See, like I said this before on the last podcast, but like the strangers was like the first film in a long time. Cause like before strangers, I had given up basically on horror films. Cause it's like a lot of these are just bad, just bad in general. Strangers was like the first time that reinvigorated my love for horror films. I, I can see why, because Honestly, every horror film behind was always like the monster. Yeah. It was always something supernatural. It was always, even if it was another person, mm. it would still seem like this person is still, you know, you kind of see who this person is. Well, I think also is the fact that all these other films beforehand, you always had a sense like you're going to make it out all right. Yeah. The Strangers was like the first time. It almost felt like there's no point in the movie you felt safe or the characters felt safe. So you had that tension the whole time all the way to the end where they died. Yeah. And that's where something was like, oh, I, I missed the tension of that. Yeah. And you're starting to slowly get back with the newer films that come out. That's why I do say The Strangers helped yet again s- switch up the entire system and brought back a new sense of like, yeah, let's really make people scared again. Yeah. Like even after that, you get what? Paranormal Activity, the first one. Yeah. Which ugh, I hate. Yeah, I hate Really it. dumb movie, but it did the job. Yes. It freaked people the fuck out. Yeah. Because you had a demand in your theaters. Yeah. And I said, after this, like 2000s and up. Yeah. It's like, they just small, they have like, I guess, like followings. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the, the what's now was popular again was religious horror. Yeah. Uh, which was the lax exorcism, the conjuring, you know, anything else pretty much attached to the conjuring. Yeah, we're going back into hauntings, right? Like that's yeah. like the new trend now. Right like now, the, haunting? the current trend is hauntings. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like with the conjuring and things like that. All that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we might get a whole new wave of like, uh, because of, uh, the whole pandemic, mm-hmm. we might get a whole about viral, I guess. Virus d- I, I don't want to, I don't want to see viral or pandemic horrors. I don't want to see a whole stream of those. Maybe one. No, that's it. That's it. But all but, it takes is one to get a trend going. That's a, the thing that sucks. That's the thing. I was like, I know in a lot of the horror films that are coming out now, they're trying to figure out how to do like ultra low budget you're trapped in your home you don't feel you know secure or anything like that yes like i could definitely see a lot of zombie movies coming back and being trapped in a house with you know i could see those films like starting to come back slowly but i don't want to see no like pandemic or virus i don't want to see like contagion yeah you know you you know stuff like that i don't i don't it, like I said, all it takes is one movie to get the get the ball rolling. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I said, a lot of these movies are just one movie is made and then everyone followed along. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I like to sum up about this entire thing that I noticed like all horror movies do is they play on your own personal fears of, you know, what was either pop, what was going on in the era mm-hmm. or pretty much I said, it plays on everyone's, 
you know, personal fears. I mean, I feel like that's with like any, any type of like film genre throughout the decades is film falls closely with what's happening in society. So if you want to kind of get a gist of like how people reacted or how like the thought process of people were back then, watch a film of that era and you kind of see like, yeah, okay, you know, people were afraid of nukes. So definitely in the 50s, it made sense. A lot of films were going to be like giant monsters, nuke stuff. Yeah. And as well, like the actually one thing I I didn't put on my list on here, Mm -hmm. but I remember right now was the, now we're, you know, I would say, I don't know how I would say the second wave or what the, but that's, you know, Everything that's going on with you know racially in the country and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, you have movies like Us. Um, uh, what's the other one called? I forgot. The, Get out. Get out. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a a few you know uh, racially films charged, like racially charged films. Yeah, uh, the uh, new Candyman. The new Candyman. I, I, I feel like that's just uh, Jordan Peele though pushing that though. But that proves a point. You know, that's that's a horror. You know, that is a horror that I guess. It's, know, it's a new type of horror that people haven't thought about that yeah. they're slowly bringing in. It's like, yeah, it's horror, but this is horror. Like, what scares black people? Yes. But, I mean, not even black people, anybody with color. Yeah, what scares know? minorities? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, as some people say, oh, that's, you know, shocking imagery. But, like, no, that's that's actually something that's, mm-hmm. you know, that someone feels on the inside. And that's how it's visually represented. Yeah. Um, so, that could be also the next era of, you know, type of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next- I, I, I still I do see a lot of those films coming out and I could definitely see it's going to be a, kind of like a slow rise for like uh, I'll say a lot of like cultural horror films I can definitely say I see okay cultural horror films yes mm-hmm. but unfortunately I see a lot of older movies making comebacks older movies yeah mm-hmm. I, it's unfortunate I, mean, I notice every other decade like it goes back to the remakes. Yeah, the remakes. Since the are, beginning, you know, we got yep. those remakes. Now yes. it's going to be sticking with us for all the history. We're, there's always going to be a period in film history where everything just goes back to remakes. Yeah. Yep. It's always yeah, going to happen all the time. It's never going to go away. So people complain about, you know, they want original. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're gonna get the same shit over and over again. You've seen one horror film. You've probably, you pretty much seen them all. It's yeah. the same shit over. You either get your zombies, your serial killers your haunted house or your supernatural shit. Yeah. Or you get like a monster. You usually break it down to like those four. Yeah. I said, we're going to get, like I said, we're still going to get Godzilla's. We're still going to get, you know, zombie movies. Hell, we even got a show from Rosemary's Baby. Oh yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know, but what's the actual like next trend you'll like to see for for horror films? I want to see like see more slashers. You want to see slashers? I want to see tanks. Ugh, you want the tanky slashers again? I want the tanky slashers. I want the Jason. I want the Michael Myers. I want the big. I want the big fuckers taking out. Watch doors. Halloween Kills. Yeah, exactly. Michael Myers was fucking tanky in that one. If for those of you who have not seen a spoiler, this motherfucker gets like shot, stabbed. He gets jumped, and he just gets right back up like nothing happens. And it's like multiple times throughout the whole movie. They made him so fucking tanky. He was tankier than Jason. See, I want the tank where they shut the door and he just kicks the door down. That's it. There is no stopping him. No. What you want is like Punisher Warzone where he can just punch someone's face and it just fucking caves in like a pumpkin. Not that much, but yes. <laughs> Very close, but not that much. <laughs> That's what you want. 
What, what you want the Jason X? Oh, not Jason X. What the, yeah, Jason X. Jason X. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Is there any like new trend you want to see in like, horror films that you want? I mean, you're, um, you're not a big fan of horror films, so what will yeah. get you into a movie theater to see horror films? Oh, uh, maybe more like that nice blend of like action, like Predator did. You need like the action horror. Yeah, but it was kind of weird because it was just like it wasn't like other Predator movies, like it was done before. It yeah. still had that aspect of being hunted, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hunt like the greatest. I don't want to say like the greatest hunters being hunted. But you had like, you know, I'm going to need that over testosterone vibrato, <laughs> you know. The testosterone, that's what got you. Yeah, you need that. It's the testosterone because it's like, Daddy. oh, man. <laughs> just these are some, yeah, man. I need like that form just like, Dylan. And then fucking just flex that arm. Flex that arm, the whole uh, two biceps like mushing each other handshake. Because it's just like, it's supposed to sell like, man, these are some tough ass dudes. And then there's something out there that's hunting these guys for fun. You want your victims to fight back. That's what you're saying. I want my victims to fight back, but I want that nice little area where it's like... Where they're lathered in baby oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I need I need that action. And, and I would go for a theater for that. So you can't just have all horror. You need to be taken away from the horror aspect. Yeah. I need to be thrown into where it's like, oh, this is a movie I came to see. Because like, oh, yeah. It's an action movie about just commandos going into the jungle, clearing out some like guerrilla fighters, like looking all cool and badass and shit. So you want but action- then, but then you'll know until like maybe the second act, you're like, "What the fuck? There's an alien," <laughs> you know? Like, and, and then and then it transitions into that horror aspect, of like, "Oh shit, they're being hunted." So you want action horror? I want action horror, but I want to be sold on the fact that like that I don't know it's horror until halfway through. <laughs> Oh, then so complaining. you don't want to watch a horror movie. You want to watch a movie be tricked. It's a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you never want to know you're walking into a horror movie. It's like The Conjuring. You know? Like, if you, if you sold The Conjuring as a family movie that's just, like, trying to reestablish, you know, relationships with one another again through some hard times, and they, they had to move, and they, they found a house, where it was like, okay, it's their dream house, and you sell it, and you sell previews, exactly like oh man this is gonna be a heartwarming film it's gonna be kind of deep because you know it's like family issues family problems and then out of nowhere furniture starts moving (laughs) it's like wait what you know how much that'll piss people off i don't know dude i I think well because look at it this way i mean it's it's kind of a weird comparison but halo was kind of a, a good aspect to where it's like oh hunting killing aliens all right but then you snuck in the fact that, you know what? It's technically a horror game. The flood. With the You're flood. Talking about the flood part. Because yes. technically, it's a horror game. You know, actually, <laughs> but that's, you know what? that's a little different, though. No, no, no. I got one. What? Okay. Uh, once we start, which eventually we will start doing uh, some some Twitch scream, uh, streaming. Yeah. I got a game for you, Michael. I, I can't tell you which one it is, but I got a game that this it, oh, it's exactly what you described. It's exactly what you did. It better not be something like Outlast or some bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's exactly what you described. What you don't know it's a whore. It's until not a whore end. until you're you're too deep into it. <laughs> is it fear? No, 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 no. What is it? I I don't know the name off my head, but I know which game it is. It's it's very cute at the beginning. By the end, you'll be screaming. See, this just feels like we're going back into the whole misleading trailers. And that's what you want, Mike. You want to be misled. 
I want to be misled to the point to where it's where not too, necessarily. You're too invested into it and then you can't quit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but I want to be taken for a ride. You know, it's like, yeah, it's misled, but it's for the purpose of like, wait, what the fuck? That's <laughs> like, it's, it's so good to where it's like, holy shit, this, this got better. You know, like, oh man. He, Mike, Mike's a guy where if you put, a pumpkin pie in front of him. And he's like, oh, I don't like pumpkin pie. And you're like, this is not pumpkin pie. And then he eats it. And you're like, oh, what is this? And you're like, hey, it's pumpkin pie. That's what Mike wants. <laughs> he wants to be tricked into something he doesn't like. And then when he actually tries it, he likes it and then told what it actually is. That's what he wants. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, because then it's like, you know what? It's good. I swore to you. It's good. But you're not going to watch it on your own. So technically... I'm going to make you watch it. <laughs> you know? And that's where we're going to get scr- into Scream. The Scream, sorry. That's where we're going to get into Scream, man. Yeah, you're going to like Scream. Yeah, Mike, you like Honestly, Scream, I think yeah. you're going to really like it. Too. Yeah, you'll like Scream. All right, I'll give it a shot. You'll give it a shot. Like, it's, it's, it's too meta for a filmmaker like you not to get it. Really? Because all... Just think about this. Being written into a horror film, and you kind of realize you're written into a horror movie. Yeah. movie. So you have it to follow- think about all the rules. Yeah, it follows a lot of tropes. I'm talking like just straight. And they're forward. calling out the tropes. Yeah. In the movie, they're calling out the tropes. Huh. It's like I said, it's very meta. It's almost like I said, it's not a parody, but it's almost paradising horror. Yeah. Like the slasher films. Like I said, you'll like that one. It's a good one. All right. Yeah. All right. But well, I think that's a yeah. good place where we're gonna cut off this yeah. episode. We went way over than we were supposed yeah. to go. Yeah. Jeez, it was like I, I do agree with you now. Agent is very hard trying to condense the history yes. of horror. And keep it very short without not going over to like long tangents of specific films. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said earlier, like I said I am serious about you know if people actually want me to make a like a actually break down different eras, mm-hmm. like my own video of me going through different eras, showing clips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I could do that. I could put something together. Yeah, we could do something like that. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Like a whole like history of horror. Get yeah. It, you know. Yeah. Part one, part two, and just keep going. Or we could set it up by like decades. Yeah, I could do decades. That'd be pretty know. cool. Yeah, I could do something like that later on. You know, if, some, if they really want me to do that, I can break it down by films, show like actual, get dive deep into it, mm-hmm. get so, into the actors, directors, and writers. Yeah. So people, uh, if you're interested in looking to get a little more information in history uh, or dive into the history, I guess, of horror and its origins and where it's kind of led to, let us know in the comments below. And then uh, Adrian... We'll put something together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get right on that. I think that'd be pretty cool. That was, I like that uh, idea too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast episode. I'm curious about your thoughts on tonight's topics. How do you like horror films? What horror films are your favorite? Or is there horror films you hate so much that you just like, hey, fuck you guys. I hate horror. Don't talk about horror again. Let's just drop the subject because I'm pretty sure that's how Michael's feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on the Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film-related news. We put out episodes every Friday. For our audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. 
And as usual, before we leave, Michael wants to share a little something with you guys. As always, we always have these podcasts, not only just for Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music, as Anthony just mentioned before, but also we have them on YouTube as well. So if you wish to kind of see our facial reactions, kind of see a little more videos and clips on what we're seeing and that you can be able to see them too, please give a comment down below and uh, or actually uh, give a like and a share to our subscription on YouTube as well. Uh, and for be those that are interested in our Patreon account, we do have additional content, things that we aren't normally say along the podcast or things you may want to keep in touch with you know well we have projects. the lost episodes too oh that's there. right yeah, we so do have lost episodes full episodes that aren't posted on our rss feed or on youtube that just for patreon subscribers they get access to secret episodes that's right so basically uh, you get some uh, never before seen stuff mm-hmm. uh, that only the subscribers get to be able to watch so if you're interested in that, follow the link down below uh, about our Patreon account. And uh, we hope to be able to make some more content for you. So the more subscribers, the more content. So like, share, subscribe, tell your buddies, uh, and then hopefully we'll be able to make more stuff like content like this for you guys. You heard it from Mike, guys. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Have a happy Halloween. Later, Tatus. <laughs> <laughs>